Well, everyone, we are back here once again with another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 331. So this Sunday, Funday, Chaz had to go to bed a little bit earlier. And as you guys know, if you guys checked out my uh, mail day episodes, my recent one that I put up, I actually opened up uh, Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Now, I know a lot of people are going to probably say, like, well, how are you able to review this with your friend? Because your friend probably doesn't order floppies like you do. So when I actually, because this was on my pull list ever since they announced this uh, last year. And I knew this was going to be a big hit on the secondary market based off the premise alone. I had to guess. Well, this has the same premise as like Superman and Lois. And I know a lot of people like that premise a lot because it showed like progression in the characters throughout the years. So had on my pull list, uh, went to order it on, I think that Wednesday. And I accidentally hit buy two because like some stores have like buy two, buy three to save off on on the whatever. So when I did the mail day episode, I opened it and I was like, wait, how do I have two of these? I thought I only ordered one. But good thing I did order two. So that way I could just give this one to this man right here. So we could just, we could just review this, actually. But before uh, we get into any of that, uh, normally if we're doing like comic book club, it normally is on Wednesdays. But as you guys know, I'll be doing a uh, podcast schedule video coming out very, very soon detailing, you know, what's going to be happening with the shows, when you can expect what, and what other days are going to be like swing days. So if you don't see a podcast, you know, that day, then I'll probably be like, you know, doing a game stream or something like that. Because as you guys know, I got a chance to fix all of my games now. So I could play like Dragon Ball Z Fighters. I could play like Pokemon TCG Live. I can play like Naruto, Ultimate Ninja, whatever. I can play Sonic Generations, Sonic Generations 2, so much stuff. Actually, but how you doing, man? I'm doing good. It took <laughs> it was about like five to ten minutes of reading, so it wasn't too much of a hassle to read. It's not gonna lie. I actually breezed through this pretty fast. Well, to be fair, this the, these books are only like 24 pages. Like I was reading Eric's books, those are like 96 pages, actually. So yeah. I mean about five to six of them were just advertisement pages, so it really helped out a lot. There's a lot yeah. less yeah. pages than you would think because of how much of it is just advertising a different comic that they're making. How many ads was actually in here? Okay, uh, so you have I like... think there were five. So there's one at the okay, end. Do you, do you count one this as an ad? The literal back in this? What is an ad? That is exactly what it is. There's yeah. an ad right there. There's an ad for Ghost Rider. There's an ad for uh, something. There's, like, there's an ad for uh, a few other things. There's at or... least five. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't hate on it. I'm not going to hate on them for advertising. But the problem is that pretty much, in my mm-hmm. opinion, anyone who is really reading comic books is already up to date on that stuff. Such a niche market at this point that I feel like anybody who's gotten into the market doesn't really need the advertisements because they're keeping up with everything that's being released for the most part. But um, actually, you know what? I don't know how people that are in the mainstream even get even realize these are getting released because I've never heard. I, I didn't even hear this was getting released. Uh, they, they announced it, um, last year, New York Comic-Con, okay. where they, um, they, they announced it then, and the response to it on the tweets, because, you know, normally when it comes to tweet, tweets, it's very divisive on, like, what people perceive as, like, you know, yeah. good or bad. This was so overwhelmingly positive. I was sitting there going, like, <laughs> damn. Like, because I told people, I'm talking about before, people just kind of like to see progression 
and some of these characters and like whenever you can in some stories right and i knew just based off the premise alone this would sell very well and i was like i i gotta have this on my pull list because my after we uh getting to reviewing it later on we're just you know talking for the moment nope you got me hooked i'll buy issue number two you know i'll continue the series you know until they do a trade paperback where i can just get all at once so i can just get this to someone else potentially you know but what about you black man about what specific what are you asking me are you black? I am not, unfortunately. Well, Mr. that's sad. What were you actually asking me? Well, cause, you know, as you ask, well, it's like, I could understand why people haven't heard of it before. It's like, because people need to understand comics are just a niche when it comes to this kind of stuff. You know? They always, I, I mean, technically comics have really always been a niche, but I feel like they were yeah. in a little more into the popular kind of, the po- it was it was a little more popular back in the day, or at the very least, I think people had less access to things to to the point where they had to look around and scrape by with looking through catalogs and stuff like that, which is it worked well in the back um, in the past. But I feel like that is one of the things comics struggle with today is the fact that they have not adapted to today's times. Yeah, because I know why well, I, I did a recent video talking about that stuff. There's a if you guys want to go and watch. I, I released a video where it was i think cbr who's pretty sus in a lot of things that they actually report on they actually did a decent article a lot of comics like doing very bad in terms of sales compared to manga and it's it's still it's pretty bad as i'll say it's it's awful now the thing here you need to understand when it comes to most individuals is now since like the economy is the way it is and people's money fluctuates pretty hard depending on like what job they're actually on it's not that i don't think people have enough money to spend on, on this stuff the problem here, I think, is people are just very reserved on what they're spending their money on. They want to make sure what they're spending their money on is going to be worth the investment of time, you know? So, like, people don't want to be reading stories with, like, gender-swapped, race-swapped characters because they won't probably feel like that's a waste that's, like, worth their time, actually. So, most people are going to go, hey, I'm not going to check this out. Because, like, there's money in this space, so to speak. Like, we've seen it. Problem here is I I don't think people don't want to spend money on this stuff. I think they're just reserving their money for what they perceive to be good based off, you know, word of mouth. Because word of mouth also got, got, this, got out that this was incredibly good, actually. That's a good thing. I think that's awesome, honestly. This is one of the few Marvel titles that is selling very well right now. I mean, given that, you know, most don't really sell. I mean, Spider-Man's always sold well for them, to be honest here. But, you know, it's not many titles for them that sell as well as this one did this one had a resounding response from people like a big one and i was like oh man instant seller but because you know you asked me about, about the whole manwa thing what about it are most people just consuming like you say manwa through like like pirate websites i'll i'll explain to you the concept of how most of this works there are multiple different types of sites some of them mm-hmm. are essentially pirating sites that'll have they'll they'll kind of just take a, a shot or kind of copy the page from whatever is uh, whatever the uh, original author has. He, they get the raws, they cover over the original text and translate it. And that's how they do the translating effects because a lot of these things are accessible for the most part because there's such a demand for it that they just publish it online. The comic books themselves, first of all, there's not as many genres or it's not as, as versatile as man, manga, manga. There's a lot more of those stories going around that are not just superheroes and stuff like that in comparison mm-hmm. to comic books, which are predominantly superheroes. Um, there's also a lot – There's a, it's a lot easier to get into the manga 
sphere because there's so many different outlets at which you can consume it. Or so as in comic books, for the most part, you're pretty much just consuming it in a physical format or you're paying like $3 a page or all, all these different things which require some sort of hefty sum to be able to get into. I mean, it's it's. I think one of the big things is obviously I think there is less of a demand for it in general because of the popularity of manga skyrocketing. I mean, the animated series were big for comic books, but again, it was the same 50 characters and people got bored of the stories after a while. In comparison to manga, which is the same characters rarely ever as popular the next year as they were previously. There's a lot that goes into it, but for the most part, I think that the reason that it isn't happening is because of the archaic way that comic books are sold. Yeah, I also think a reason why a lot of this stuff hasn't prospered is because there's so many, like, archaic models on how it's sold, you know? I do know. Like, um, the whole digital route. I think the digital route can be very useful <laughs> for for comics, actually. Now, I get the back end of it could result in, like, less money being made. I, I fully understand why they won't do it. But if they want to make the best amount of money through people, there's going to be people out there that aren't going to buy a single issue floppy ever. There's going to be people out there that, that'll never actually go to a movie theater and watch a movie. That That's going to be apparent. But you have to also operate with the mindset of, what about the people that will be going out and buying my stuff? You know? That's why the digital thing can come in handy because like we don't have a comic book shop here where we live. So I told people throughout the years, I just have to kind of get comics through other random, le le legit people, random ways, actually. Most random ways possible. Randomly, maybe through like a library room once in a while, someone would turn in a copy because they wanted to sell it to a library. Well, we or you just kind of get them through like minutes newspapers. Away. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> like, people got to understand, like there's this thing called, a lot of people don't even know what this is essentially because their brains fry when I tell them this. Out of sight, out of mind. Just because like something is happening for you doesn't mean it's happening for other people, kind of thing. I'm not saying it's the right or left thing. It's just a state of life people like to live through, for the most part. So when it comes to like me, whenever I'm getting like floppies, I also have to keep to myself and hone it in my brain that I should probably just get this in a collective version. That's why most people see me buy omnibuses or trade paperbacks or hardcovers because you know, like these things are like what twenty four pages, what five ninety nine. You factor in. I could. I could just wait to like. What's this? This was dropped in what January? By <laughs> like. Oh shit! By the end of the year, trade paperback would come out. But it just depends on. Do you want to get in the conversation now or later? Because you risk this coming out in paperback form. You risk just getting spoiled and all that stuff. So it just depends on how you choose to consume the media, like you want to. But the whole digital comics route, I think, can be super beneficial. Uh, there's places out there that just don't have comic shops, okay? So how would you ever read one, you know? Like, it even if I wanted to buy them, I couldn't because I don't have one here. That's, you that know? is true. And on top of the fact, with the with the way society in general is going, we see a lot of people doing DoorDash and stuff like that. People don't want to get up. People don't want to get up and go to the comic book store. There's a large amount of people who just don't want to move to get. And the, the conveniency, the ease of access of manga in comparison, like, it's just ridiculous that there is no legitimate way to consume manga for the, but there, there is do you know what do you know what a spinner rack is i've never heard of that in my life it you know it, it's like at stores you know how you see like a rack of magazines on a rack I okay i do know what you're talking about then you see, okay you, so you get the concept right yeah this is what people spinner rack is nowadays your phone yeah essentially this that's why kids are reading manga more i don't even think it's because they don't know what this <laughs> stuff is i think they do the pro i think kids are a little bit more smarter than people like to let on i'm not saying like they're overly intelligent 
I think either maybe maybe their parents have heard that that that, that this stuff has gotten so bad they just rather have their kids read manga because you know you have your kid watch like Tobey Maguire Spider Man right because you grew up with that and those are great movies I think the first two are awesome except the third one I think it's, that one's not that good then they go like hey I like that Toby guy uh, is that the guy is he in any comic book it's like uh no 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 honey um the one you just saw there is so much different from the one you probably have to read it's like bro that that's gonna confuse a little fucker you know where you know manga you want to get into one punch man well it's just one saitama you know that's it i, mean, I agree it's just continuity <laughs> is so hard dude i try to look i try to get some blade stuff because you know, I, I i don't have any blade things i bought like one floppy for blade like ever in my life it, it was just confusing. I, I guess I'm so happy. I've been doing this for a like a long time. I know a lot of these stories. Like just even for someone like me to learn about a new character to a certain extent more than what I already knew, just like general knowledge, it's hard. Actually, you know the universes are so convoluted. They're so what's the other word? Contrived. I think it's the best word of putting it. Honestly, it's just very confusing on where to start. Then if you like books. The trade paperbacks and omnibuses do start at number one. They do. But the problem here is there's different number ones for all these stories. You know? Which number one are you talking about? Like, when someone says, like, Goku versus Superman, I'm talk I, I know there's one Goku out there, right? But there's, like, 80 Superman. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I mean, I think, you know, continuity is a big reason. It, it's because of their fear to delve into something that is not already predetermined by. I mean, already pre-existing. They don't want to do a new new issue. They don't want to do a new character because there is a very uh, there's a successful formula already. They don't want to dive into something new. I get it. I mean, I, I, I understand the fear, but the reality is the ceiling at which people can enjoy stories cannot be as high as manga because manga is not delved from a specific universe. It's not in the same universe. It's all different stories, all different things being told. And again, sometimes there are there, there are uh, what's it called? There are characters showing up in different shows. Like I saw Luffy show up in this cooking show, and it happens yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah. those are comedy, and they're not real. They're not canon to the story for the most part. And there's just a lot of things that is just for fan service for the most part. All of these stories are standalone. You and again, just speaking comic books that I've read, even including this one, a large portion of them. The large problem with them is that you have to have pre-existing knowledge to understand what's going on. Like, if I didn't know who Tony Stark was, how could I read any of this? If I didn't know who a large amount of these people, I get it. You are expected to know. That's why you got the New 52. They wanted to take away that. They wanted to take away, oh, you didn't have to need 50 years of Batman to read this Batman. But then, you know, they made stories where if you literally didn't read that stuff before, you were going to be and confused. I, I do want to point out, One Piece is the single most, uh, what's it called? single most bought manga of all time and they, a lot of people are getting into it but for the most part people are too scared to dive into one piece even if it is a singular story by itself because there's so I think much they're scared of it. the episodes there's they there, so many episodes yeah that's what i'm saying there's so much of it just imagine what it was if it was that many episodes but all of them are like different versions of him but but Every keep in mind single... when, when that person does get into the one piece anime they're only following that one version that's of what i'm characters. saying you imagine know. with how hard it is currently imagine if every 200 episodes luffy dies and luffy number two comes out like how ima imagine how hard it would be for you to follow the span of all this the I, and, easily I'll, I'll say here i think there are fans that are willing to do that but the amount that's willing to do that compared to the ones that won't want to do that is is too big there's discrepancies too huge 
you know, I'll be the guy to go through all the different versions because I just like it that much. There's other people that, that just don't want to do that, honestly, you know? Oh, another thing to ask to, to tackle 20 of your points you made is um also the, re- the, the the another archaic model to reason why these can't sell. They're not in big box retailers. How can even if you wanted to get into the medium, let's just say you did. Well, if the only way you really get stuff is from like buying things from like Walmart's, Targets, whatever. Well, these aren't sold at big box retailers. Now, people are, now Tom McFarlane does the page punchers, and I, I I like what he's doing a lot. I respect it. It's what it's the only guy that's putting um floppies with toys together in big box retailers. But that's the thing, though, is if you discount what he's doing, he's doing a great job. He's the only guy doing it, really. It's like how even if you wanted to get into it, how could you? How how could kids have access to the characters when they're not even in the most convenient places? Exactly. You know, so not only can kids, so because you know how you know, like last time we talked, you told me that a reason why a lot a lot of people believe what they believe is because they heard it from their parents, right? That's that's that is the older way of thinking, correct? Right. So if since we're now on the internet more and parents are on the internet more than what they used to, I can guarantee you, and some people generally function, a lot of people consume stuff. I imagine a lot of people have consumed content that have told them all this stuff is pretty bad, and I don't disagree with these people. I think they're they're, they're telling the truth. I don't disagree with them. The problem here is that if we operate under this mindset that more parents are under the know about how these books really are, because remember back in the day, the only way to know how, the, how these books were, you just go and buy them, right? Now that's different. Now word of mouth gets out. Now people kind of know how these universes are built because of all the content that's out there that tells you how they were built. Well, if people are in the more known now compared to what they used to be, if you hear of a story where Spider-Man is not being Spider-Man, why would you want your kid to read that? I'm not to be honest here. If there's a story, and it, I'm just making this up, this doesn't happen, but just keep in mind, there's a Spider-Man story, and he's sitting there going like, hey, Miles, I think you're a better Spider-Man than me. I'm a piece of shit. I think you should be the main Spider-Man. Why would someone want to buy that? T- tell me how that would attract anybody to buy a book like that, you know? I think a lot of people have heard that the stories have been getting really, really bad to the point where it's like, even if you wanted to buy them, why would you? That's the thing, though. You talk about manga... This how many pages is, is this? I think I checked. It's like twenty four pages, right? Twenty four. All right, you. This is. Like, I, I paid like five ninety nine nine for this te- technically. All right, so you bought a manga, okay? Mangas are eleven dollars with tax. I think eleven forty five. You get hundred and sixty pages for ten dollars, right? This is six dollars for twenty four. Okay. I think more people are deciding that. Paying for the extra manga book is a more better bang for your buck. Because you know how kids like get allowances and stuff like that? They get like 20, I'm saying 20 bucks is the limit, right? Well, if a kid's thinking like, hey, I could buy this for like six, or I could buy this manga book for 10 and get an extra, the extra page count. Do you think more people are willing to do that? The more bang for your buck price goes further than even if the, the, this is cheaper, right? I mean, I, I definitely think the cheapness of it would entice people. But I don't. But it's think not it's, though. That's the problem, though. It's, it's not. not the yeah. I, I do want to point out, it's not the main reason people aren't buying comics. It, it, let's yeah. let's compare. Uh, let's just compare uh, torrenting sites comparative between the two, between right, manga right. and what's it called? When you go into manga, there is a billion different genres for the most part, and they all yes. are appealing to pretty much all ages. Mm-hmm. When you go into a like a, a comic book torrenting site. You will get mostly mystery will be the largest demographic, in my opinion. That is the largest amount of them. Or it's going to be romance. Or it's going to be action, in my opinion, for comics. 
Romance oh, is comic. not yeah, yeah, you're right. for comics. If you go, mystery yeah. comics are like. Oh no, my bad. I, I thought you said books. My bad. Well, yeah. For when you go into manga, it's literally you look at the front page. It's fifty different genres just popping up there, and it's all massive. Um, and and I think another reason that it's not as popular is obviously most of the people inside of the Western sphere are not really deter. I mean, not really sure which which uh form of publishing they want to go into. Some of them go on webtoons. Some will go into comic book publications, and which are like very niche for the most part. There's got we have Marvel and DC, all the big ones. It, it, there, there's nothing that is there, there's not an, enough people outputting manga. I mean comics for it to make it in the mainstream, in my opinion. There's not enough different stories being told, and I get it. It's not anything besides the fact that I think that manga, at the end of the day, is the flavor of the month. It, it is what it is because of the fact that people are getting better access to it that and there is billions of different it, it, it appeals to kids often that is another thing they need to realize is that the largest majority of people who are going to be reading graphic novels are going to be children that is the reality of them the action manga the, the action sphere appeals to children and children do not have easy access to comic books they don't. It's just. It's yeah. not compared what to what it was to for people that exactly. would go to shops and buy. There's them. no. It's there's no newspaper change. delivering the new version of Spider-Man every week. That was what I. That's how I got. That's what I got. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. Every got, single. Yeah. yeah. You. I'm assuming you got the same issues as I did, but we we got the well, we got issues were great. Yeah. Yeah. I like we delivered it to our yeah. house with the newspaper, and that was how you got access to it. You yeah. essentially just got a free funneling of all this stuff, and the reality is, in today's market, there is no version of comic books being pushed into today's media there's no like you don't see the average young guy doing anything they're like oh look at this guy from like solo leveling he's the big strong man who used to be a nerd it's like all these rehashed stories are being told because that's what appeals to children they don't attempt to do that they try and tell stories to their aging demographic that is not the majority anymore i've always functioned off of I, you know you never need, need to always tone down or talk down to the to the readers i think it all depends like because i i think kids will, will just like anything to a certain it's, extent it's not true. young so but, kids i'll tell you yeah, go ahead. kids in my opinion and this is i know i know this is very common i'm not going to say that it's not something that happens in comics but kids are extreme like teenagers are super horny that's what it is mm -hmm. they want a bunch of that kind of stuff they want access that needs to be a big Rock yeah. on a lot of these things and again comic books are trying to steer away from that i get it it is not something that is good storytelling and it shouldn't be the main focus of it but there's a lot of things you could tell there is a distinct determination to steer away from a proven formula in terms of appealing to the younger demographic appealing to all these things and making it to where all of these things are essentially there, there's not enough like if i could compare it it's like a youtube channel that doesn't use clickbait in comparison to one that does it's these we're not comic books do not use clickbait they essentially give you a very very good and, and again the art is not the problem i think art in comics for the most part is a lot of the times better than most average comic uh, mangas i will say that i think but that obviously comes to yeah. the budget but i think the art from comic books is not the problem i think the problem comes down to the fact that there is just not a distinct uh, my brain kind of mushed up right there. What was I saying, real quick? I think um, because we were talking about uh, kids and what they, oh, yeah. they would like access to. Because I think because um, um, we watched shows when we were younger, we knew that they were adult orientated, 
Okay. But they didn't. But but those are the shows that we grew up with that we liked that are really popular still to this day. You know, I I've just never functioned under the mindset that just because kids are going to consume it that you need to like tone down some stuff. It just depends I on you, the way you tell the story, right? It, stories there needs to be an appeal to adults. I agree, and that's how you yeah. make the versatile system of these graphic novels work. But at the same time, you have that's to just have something WZ. that is unfortunately James. <laughs> Francian is Michael Strange. I was I thought you would call me Michael. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, what are you God. doing? But uh, yeah. Yeah. For the most part, you have to actually uh, attempt to appeal to children, which I think that comic books do not attempt to do. I mean, That's why wait, Dogman sells the best. Dogman sells I want to tell you right now, if you look at this comic book pick this whole format, like if you look on side of the the the, the uh yeah the, mm-hmm. the, the, the torrenting thing, the first thing that pops up is my little pony. The first first comic book it is the single first comic book and then you got stuff like Hold on, wait a minute wait a minute you're telling me that people would rather read my little pony comics over characters like batman superman and spider-man you want to know I, i'm not sure if it's selling more but that was the most pop that, that was the uh what's it called? Uh, no no because like i'm, I'm functioning off like if i would like to know why people would read my little pony over batman it's i would like to know that the reality is the largest consumer of these types of graphic novels are people who jerk off to whatever they're reading. That's the reality of it. Um, I think that's uh, unfortunately the situation that comic books don't seem to what's it called. They, they want to tell unique stories instead of having a large dump of kind of formulaic stories, which people like to read. I mean, it doesn't have to be. You know, I, I think unique stories are definitely important, but I right. think that there is not an attempt to appeal to the younger audience at all. I think that is a bigger problem. Than more more so than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. yeah, we'll go over a few more things before we actually review the book because that that part I'll do the YouTube intro and then I'll clip it out. Um, okay. I think another big problem I would say is because if they're gonna function off of like having this many different characters, one would ask you like, why can't you just do all this? Well, I mean, to be fair, I'd probably say say that for the review, but like. Ugh, that's that's the problem is people are rather i don't know it's hard to really point out in a, a big broad spectrum after outside of the things that i've already pointed out many times before let's see so what i what i what i've always personally boiled it down to is three things with comics accessibility uh continuity and what's the other thing that i said in the in, the, in a recent video accessibility continuity and Let's see. Would be, no visibility is accessibility anyway, so that that's more or less the same thing. Oh, and readability. Oh, uh, I think that would pose as one of them. I know I said it in a video of reason. I'm trying to think of what was that third one that I said. Now, you don't got to be a superhero with a catchphrase. Just what what are you attempting to say here? No, because um, you know how you brought up. Oh, there, there we go. Okay. You know, people bring up that there's slice of life manga that people can read and get into. There's exactly. slice of yeah, but the thing here with manga that people don't even point out is most of the best-selling stuff is superhero-related, for the most part. So uh, people, I, still, people gravitate to the, to the superhero stuff more I based agree. off the sheer numbers alone. So it's not that the slice of life... I mean, yes, and I do agree. Slice of, slice of life stuff does have an impact on what people can naturally gravitate to to have different genres that they can partake in. But it still shows that people want to be told good superhero stories. I know? Mean, and if they feel like they're being told good superhero stories here with more pages at more better of the price range depending on who you talk to 
why why it, it would make sense why would it why is this not selling it, it would make I sense why it's beating this point you know? out that i think the biggest reason as to why this is the situation is the fact that a largest majority of the consumers of the manga sphere are not actually buying them they're not buying them they're not paying to watch their anime all of it, it can be done free it can it can but the ones that do go out and buy yeah the ones that are choosing to do it oh my god it's it's big you know, because you also have to operate under the mindset of like those people were probably never going to buy it anyway. It, it's just that's how life is. There's people out there that they don't want free shit because they're fucking worthless losers, you know. But the, the people out there that will buy it physically. And now people function with this mindset of like, I want to read it. I'll read it for free. And if I see it's worth the value that I perceive it to be, then I'll buy it physically. Manga has both of that. This one uh, does not, essentially, right now, honestly. Oh, but there's there's so much to go over. There's just always so much people when it comes to this stuff. It's it's so much, and I love it, you know. But what else is there? I mean, you have the Shonen Jump app right now, which I have myself, you know. And maybe one day I'll, I'll watch One Punch Man and then tell James how much it fucking sucks. I think you'll like it if you actually give it a chance. It is not just a comedy. It is a good story. Hmm. You also said that about black people having good comedy. What is wrong with you, Craghead? <laughs> oh, and that that's also the thing here is when it comes to like books and stuff like that, I think having the range of it being visible to people is what's going to matter more in the grand scheme of things. Because I think if you get into being visible in front of people, once again, all of that essentially will change, you know? But now it's kind of like, like you mentioned before, it's like, what if there's areas in the world where you can't drive to a comic book shop and all you have is like a Barnes and Nobles? There's some places that don't have either of those. There's some places that just have a basic fucking library. Library. All right. To bounce off what you're saying, Michael, I just see – I have read the manga. I stopped reading it about not too long ago because I wanted to let it like build up. and I want, Because there is – the art on it, I don't know if you've actually watched – read the art. But the art on it is arguably, honestly, one of my favorite artists of all time is coming through the uh, the uh, One Piece manga series. He's incredible. He's been working on his art a lot recently. He's been doing posts on Twitter, and you can see it in the work. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. The story has just passed the climax. So if you are willing to read, if you because they're going to be releasing the third season soon, soon-ish. If you want to spoil it for yourself, you're more than welcome. If you're interested in reading the anime, I would not suggest doing it. He sounds white. He's the that's hurtful. Are you angry at me, WZ? Is that what's going on? <laughs> but if you want to read it to to and you don't care about spoiling it for yourself, it's not a bad idea because the anime, the manga is really good. It is extremely good and it tells it doesn't really change up the story for the most part. So you're kind of getting the same same story, obviously, but it is really well done. <laughs> He's angry at me. I, I'm feeling it. What's up? Everybody's angry at me today. Probably because you're not showing your face. They're used to your. I can't people. find my camera. I looked for it. I could <laughs> not find it. I must have left it at the office last time we did it. Thanks, Jim. Hold on. Oh, that's another big re reason. I mean, this is a Marvel issue. Marvel always reboots back to an issue one. Well, I get just want to sell a bunch of variants because issue ones always sell, sell well. This the, the biggest uh, seller for Marvel is merchandise. That's the reality. That's why they want to keep yeah. selling. They don't want to tell a different story because, I mean, the thing That's about it is... You know, they'll sell more back... They'll sell more Spider-Man backpacks 
then there will sell Spider-Man comics. And that's just that's just sad. Actually, it's not because it. there obviously shows that there is a desire to see Marvel told in a in a specific way. There is a children do like it that. I'm sorry, WZ, I'm sorry for not coming. I apologize. <laughs> I, I am sorry that I haven't came. You're talking to me all professionally, like I am we're talking at a funeral or something. I'm like the uncle that beat you up and you're I'm, you're, you're angry at me, but keeping it nice in front of the family. But I, I um I think they did a really I, I think there is an outreach. There is a lasting uh effect that this these uh comics have had on uh the uh the culture of America. It is very ingrained in society. Everybody knows who Superman is, everybody knows who Batman is, and everybody knows who a lot of these characters are, like Spider-Man. They, they're, they're all well known. And with the success of the Marvel Universe, which is again it shows that there is a des- there is a medium for it. I think there is a desire somewhat to see these things happen. There is a desire to see these things succeed. But there is not an, an easy access. Half of them don't even know that these comics are being released. And it's because the only people who read comics are the people who want to are interested in comics. Manga is I, I just I don't know what to say besides the fact that it maybe the biggest reason is the international outreach manga has in comparison to comics because comics really only appeal to American, like what's it called for the most part. There are. I know some it makes sense though because you know it's a it's a it was a Western made thing. Japan kind of took it from us. I was like to innovated on it in their own way. You know. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, I think that comics are really interesting but i you know what i think would be good if there was a new you start smiling like that again i'm driving over there i don't know what you're doing what you're looking at it's freaking oh, shit. oh god WZ is probably mad because chaz was mad too james hasn't been showing chaz enough love i tried to show him love and he yelled at me yeah yeah chaz was a little mad tonight yeah maybe he had a bad day at work you know it happens it, you never that, like that though so it's it was i was it like that before i got in or was it because of me is he angry at me is that what I it don't is? Know. Maybe it's it like, you haven't released a video, James. I'll kill you. That's what it was. But uh, I yeah, think because biggest... you waste people's time. That's what you do. White I man. told him, I told him beforehand, I said, please, this is what's it was the sexual tension. You're great. Told him beforehand that I might not be releasing it. I told 12 fellas down, one to go. Shut up, Nikki Haley. Oh. <laughs> not none of the sides like you need to stop showing me political stuff. That just makes me angry. Oh, um, <laughs> We did do the review thing. I told him before we did it, I said, I am a person that cares about quality more than anything. I want to make sure that we know how to do it. And if we keep doing it from there, I'm willing to keep attempting to do it until we get a a hang of how to actually record and do stuff like that. I told him after we were done, I said, I'm probably not going to upload this because I was not satisfied with the quality. He said, okay. And then I'm assuming Joseph talked him into being angry at me because he wasn't angry while we were talking. You're like, and then by by the next time I talked to him, he was upset with me. I, I get it. I didn't release it, but I also am not somebody who likes to release stuff that I'm not satisfied with the quality. I'm just a big person on that. On top of the fact that I've just been way too busy to record another video. That's the oh, unfortunate God. part. Oh, just, but, I uh, just can't believe our, our Republican was shut up. Trump, but this I can't believe that's a tweet. I, no, I'm saying that, that I just want the tweet itself. 12 fellas down, one to go. <laughs> Jesus, whatever. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh God! She's just oh, not liked God. by either side, unfortunately. The only people voting for Nikki Haley are the people that don't want Trump to to win. That's the reality of her situation. 
I'm not saying I'm left or right. I'm just saying Nikki Haley is not succeeding. No, I'm just saying that that I I got okay. But that but that that's what we were talking about before. I, I think a big problem is when it comes to most of the stuff is the continuity, accessibility, and just like how the access to this stuff has been, you know? Like parents already got to do enough, you know, and I'm not saying all parents are the best parents, but generally when it comes to most, most parents, you know, you got work, you got to come take care of your kids. It's like, you're trying to, after you get off a long day of work, you're trying to just relax. Like you're really trying to take your kid to a comic book shop after they get out of school, after you get off work. It, it's just, there needs to be a lot more of an updated way to consume the, the actual comics that we have coming out. But every model is so based on like the fucking 80s, 70s, 60s that, that's the reason why they've kind of fallen on the time. But, all right, let's go. Let's get to reviewing Ultimate Spider-Man number one, which is probably Marvel's best-selling comic on the free market for, like, what the fucking hell? This is forever, honestly. Holy shit. All right, so, let's go. What are you doing? I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Ooh, Lord. Mm. I would say, I'm back, man. No? No? Nope. Please don't. All right. One, two, three. Hey, everyone. I am MSK, a.k.a. Master Swag King, coming at you guys today with another video. And in today's video, we are going to be reviewing Marvel Comics Ultimate Spider-Man number one. So, for those of you who remember the history of the Marvel's Comics Ultimate Universe, I am not here to go over all of that with you guys right now. But, for the people that don't know what happened to this universe, at some point, Marvel created another universe, and the idea of that universe was to... No one even liked this back then, and no one likes this now. The idea behind it was to fuck your mom. You were a child, dude. This I'm I'm talking to a, like an actual 12-year-old right now. You okay? I'm black. I'm black, dude. I'm black. I'm entertaining the people. They're doing crack! Oh my god. You okay? You good now? Alright. I'm entertaining the people that are listening. Alright, I'm just kidding. Just kidding, guys. It's all I have to entertain you guys when you're when you're watching and listening to this podcast, dude. Oh my god. My pussy has gotten fucking so wet. Okay, I'm just kidding, guys. It's just jokes. I'm, you're weird. Stop. Alright, alright, alright. One, two, three. Hey everyone, I am MSK, aka Master Swag King, coming at you guys today with another video. And in today's video, we are going to be reviewing Marvel Comics Ultimate Spider-Man number one. So, for those of you guys who know about Marvel Comics' previous Ultimate Universe, I am not here to detail its history and its origins and how it, you know, ended many years ago. So... The idea of the Marvel Comics Ultimate Universe initially was we want to reimagine our heroes. That was literally something that was the main driving point of doing the uh, Marvel Comics Ultimate Universe. Now, needless to say, no one liked that then. No one likes that, obviously, now. The Ultimate Comics Universe is mostly famous for, obviously, you know, killing off Peter Parker. Later on, it you know, ushers in Miles Morales, and then they have this big old event, and then eventually Marvel discontinues the Ultimate Comics universe. Now, at San Diego Comic-Con 2022 last year, it was announced that Marvel Comics would eventually bring back its Ultimate universe, and it would start with three titles. It would start off with Ultimate Spider-Man number one, followed by Ultimate Black Panther number one, and then after that, it's Ultimate X-Men. Now, this universe is also going to have titles 
from other characters, right? So Marvel did a, a previews book, which was uh, Ultimate Avengers something, I think. I actually uh, have that floppy here somewhere in my house where it was entering in this big fucking piece of shit of a bitch who I'm going to punch in the face. <sighs> Man, people smoke crack and you shouldn't do that. What is oh. happening? What's happening? What's happening? I'm just kidding, guys. I'm entertaining. I'm an entertaining man. You are, I'm going to go fucking so, insane. You already are. You chugging that like it's the only thing keeping you alive at this point. That's not okay. alcohol. That I'm... is a child's drink. That is drinking. You sipping on juice. <laughs> it's like two bubbles oh. of carbonation in there. All right. All right, Kate. Okay. I'll be, I'm being serious. I'm being cereal right now, guys. Okay. All right. All right. One, two, three. Hey, everyone. I am MSK, a.k.a. Master Swag King, coming at you guys today with another video. And in today's video, we are going to be reviewing Marvel Comics Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Now, I am not here to detail you the origins and history of, you know, the Marvel Comics Ultimate Universe. But basically, the initial idea of creating it was that Marvel wanted to reimagine their heroes. I'm just being honest here. No one liked that then, and no one likes that now. At some point, you know, the universe was very controversial based around the different ways and different versions of how they portrayed the Marvel characters. You know, it's very famous for killing off Peter Parker and then, you know, Miles Morales became Spider-Man in this universe. At some point, the universe got discontinued. Then Marvel announced at, well, one of the comic cons last year that they would be bringing back their Ultimate Universe. They did a preview comic with uh, the Avengers they're going to be using for this universe, as well as, you know, at the New York Comic-Con in 2023, they also announced that they're going to be doing three new titles. You have Ultimate Spider-Man number one, Ultimate Black Panther number one, and Ultimate X-Men number one as well. And kicking off this year, I told you guys I wanted to do more comic book reviews, you know, because I've always liked comics in general, you know, from like Shonen Jumps, manga. I had various comics throughout my life and i was like you know what just from the premise alone from ultimate spider-man number one i knew this would be a hit so basically the premise of the story is it's basically peter parker married with married to mary jane they have kids similar to uh to and lois actually it's clark not going through the little origins of his life anymore it's he's basically done with his career he's just being superman and he's just married and he has kids that's a very similar premise to go off of now they hire Jonathan Hickman, who was very, very famous for all the different Marvel stories that he has written. And the artist was Marco Cecchito, actually. So that's the opening introduction of the book for the most part. And I know a lot of people have been clamoring for Peter Parker to have a, you know, getting out of that mindset of like, okay, he's the guy that's never going to get it right. He's always the underdog. You know, like, that's cool every, you know, like, throughout most of Peter's history. But at some point, people are going to be like, well, how many times can you, like, not get it right, you know? And then Marvel writers kept kind of making stories where, like, there was one where I think Aunt May got hurt or something, or Mary Jane almost got killed, and he made a deal with Mephisto, and he, like, erased his marriage. I'm like, bro, they, this man can't ever be happy. And then in the Ultimate Universe, they kill him off for a black Spider-Man, you're like, bruh, even another universe that this guy can't get it. So 
I can understand why people bought this or the, why they like the premise because it's not Peter getting screwed anymore for like the fucking, what, 30th time in a row. Like even when you guys watched No Way Home, they took away the love of his life and his friends and all of them lost their memories. It's like Peter Parker, whether it's in comics, movies, animation, television, for some reason, it'll always get screwed over. But luckily, they started out this book with the premise of him having kids, being a father, married to Mary Jane, which is what a lot of people have always wanted for the character. So, I'll ask you, since you knew more about this character before me, because I, I obviously I don't claim to know everything about comics, because you know I'm usually a genius. So, who's the maker, actually? Uh, obviously, I don't. A large. We don't actually know exactly what this version of the maker is, but the maker is the evil Reed Richards, and he's essentially just looking for a universe to kind of mold into what he wants to be, like a version of the universe he wants to be, like whatever he like whatever he wants it to be. Sorry. And uh, this is the beginning of it. We see that at the beginning of the story, he is molded. Uh, he has essentially killed off a lot of people that he did a massacre at the beginning of the thing, pinning it all on Tony Stark. And that's the way of sh like kind of dividing the two, the uh, the uh, city against Tony Stark. So at the beginning of the thing, he attacks Manhattan. He blames it all on Tony Stark. Tony Stark becomes an outcast and he's believed to be dead. Um, uh, one of the people that ended up dying inside of this thing was... Uh, uh, Aunt May, and obviously that's the very obvious opposite from what we're used to with uh, Uncle Ben being dead. Yes, uh, Aunt May right. dies at the beginning of this. Uncle, I mean, uh, Spider Man, Peter Parker has been living with this, uh, with his uh, what's it called, his uh, adopted uncle for quite some time. Uh, and that's like he's been living a life without ever getting uh, bit by the spider because the uh, whole situation with the spider being bit was actually stopped by the makers. To stop him from becoming a superhero, what they wanted to do was stop all the superheroes. So I'm assuming later down the line, we're going to see a lot more of the superheroes getting showing their situation as to why they did not become superheroes, why they the makers were allowed to take over and stuff like that. Um, again, the, it looks like a lot of the uh, story is being built up. There is a large amount of information in the first series of uh, uh, chapter being shoved into your brain at the beginning. They tell you. Yeah, I see. They tell you what what Spider-Man has been doing uh, his entire life. He's been working at the same exact thing with a uh, I forgot his name. The JJ, what is his name? The, Jonah, uh, JJ, the JJ, JJ, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's been working with Jonah JJ Emerson, and he's essentially him and Uncle Ben are both working there currently. Uncle yeah. Ben. Both of them. I, I, I would also assume that his uncle got him the job at the bugle. I, I assume. assume that's what it is. And again, the one thing I do like about this, and the one thing that I think that Spider-Man does very often, every time they do this, I think it turns into a relatively interesting story, is mm -hmm. painting Jonah, uh, J. Jonah Jameson as a uh, in a better light. He's not the evil man that just yeah. wants pictures of Spider-Man. There is some sort of some sort of redeeming qualities in him, and this one essentially there are no negative qualities in my opinion. He stops yes. himself from getting. I don't think there is going to be the way they painted him. In my opinion, based mm -hmm. off what I expect, they're going to start killing off people left and right, and we're not going to get the happy Spider-Man we wanted. That's what I'm expecting, just based on the way they've told the story so far. But uh, we see a lot of these things. We see the city is being run by somebody that is kind of covering up the information on what's what's happened. We see at the beginning, uh, jo uh, Jonas. Gets, I can't even say his name right now. Gets kicked out of the Daily Bugle. Him yes. and uh, Ben, Uncle Ben, get kicked out. They get they, taken over. Uh, Kingpin comes over, takes it over. And mm -hmm. that's essentially the story we're told with is now that 
Peter Parker is at a situation where he doesn't know what to do with his life. He feels like he's been missing out on something, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the same situation is that even though he feels like he's been missing out, he can't take that dive. Even though his life feels not fulfilled, he can't take that dive and not do the uh, leave his job for Uncle Ben, even if they're doing stuff he doesn't want to do, if they're covering information up. Do you think that was because he didn't feel like he could balance it out? Because that's what I felt like when I was reading is the fact that he didn't know if the main components of his life would still be with him if he wanted to take a different he turn in his life. feels like Mary Jane is already disappointed in him and he doesn't want to be in a situation where he disappoints her even more. That's the reason he didn't want to take that die because he doesn't want to put her at risk of losing the comfortable life that she has currently. He mm -hmm. loves the life that he has, but he does not feel complete. And the reason for that, and my, what I'm assuming is, is the fact that the spider, which had bit him, he didn't get his powers and feels empty because that was the the uh, future that was the the life that he was supposed to live. I don't know what that how that's the case. I don't know. He doesn't have spider sense, but apparently he has sense for spider sense for not having spider sense. Apparently, I don't know well, what that I is. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask you this too. So as you got so earlier, he pointed out yes, Mary. Uh, sorry, Aunt May is dead in this universe, and not only is she gone. Well, Harry's mother is usually always somewhat gone in most of his stories told throughout Spider-Man comics anyway. Because his mother's name is um, – I think his name is her name is Emily, actually. Yes. Norman Osborn, as you guys know, is Green Goblin, is dead too, right? So, like, both prominent figures in Harry's life are dead. One of Peter's, Peter's parents and his prominent figure, Aunt May, is dead. And a part of the book right here, uh, after Kingpin takes over the Daily Bugle and Jonah leaves – uh, you get a glimpse of Green Goblin right here. So I was reading online. A lot of people just think it's Harry who's actually Green Goblin, uh, this whatever version of Goblin this is. Do you think he's Green Goblin? Well, the big part that I don't understand, obviously, is the la there, there's not enough information to go off of, really. There's a large chance it's Harry because we've seen that happen already. But the situation is, why is Harry going against the system that is proven to mm -hmm. there there shouldn't be anything wrong with what he's saying we obviously see some underlying cracks in the corruption that is running society with right. Pin being the overall thing and he attacks the green goblin is the one that attacked him we saw mm -hmm. that happen he blew up the car trying to kill him obviously and he wasn't able to finish the job but what is the reason maybe green uncle goblin ben did? is green goblin actually that would be extremely interesting i would be interested in that but i don't expect and then peter has to fight his uncle as his Arch Green enemy. Goblin That'd does not cool. seem like a villain right now because Green Goblin has only attacked so far the one villain that is trying to run the – is running the corruption that is running society. So and so far, as I can tell, the Green Goblin is not a villain. Even if he's doing things that are underhanded, like blowing up a car trying to kill him, it does not seem like he's doing anything that is evil. So I'm not really against what is happening here. Mm -hmm. I don't right. think we're convinced that Green Goblin is a villain, and I also don't think that we're. I'm convinced there is going to be the same repetitive story that we usually get from Spider-Man, which is sadness thrown in on Spider-Man after two chapters of happiness. But at the same time, there's a large chance there is. I mean, there, there is a situation where Peter Parker is living a happy family, and he's going to be throwing it into chaos because he essentially, at the end of the story, allows himself to be bit by a radioactive spider. That's what he does. And he now yeah. has a persona. He has this the spider suit already and all these things. And right. yeah. And I also he really looked older than Tony Stark, by the way. He, yeah. he did yeah. look older. That was weird to me. But he is in a situation where he was willing to trust Tony Stark off the bat and let that spider bite him, by the way. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Maybe it's like this has been this is calling to me. I can feel this is right. 
but I don't yeah. like that. I think that's what happened. I don't like it. It's a weird way to introduce. It feels, I'll say, it feels kind of rushed, so to speak. Everything you know? is rushed. The reality is the way people like their new story, comic book stories to be told, they want to get through the beginning now. They want to rush into the origin story of these spider Yeah, yeah. Because We can't sit know, around waiting around. They yeah. threw into it. Everything is kind of forced. Every interaction is kind of forced. I didn't like the way... Uh, like when we were talking to Jonas, when he was talking to uh, Peter Parker and he was like, oh, you guys should have a TV show. And he's like, no, I have a paper. I don't need that. I was like, that's <laughs> weird. No one talks like that in real life. The the one thing I will say, my biggest complaint about this, I don't like the uh, I don't like the dialogue. I don't like the way the characters interact with each other for the most part. I don't think it's very it's 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 not very fluid. It doesn't feel real. Uh- I liked his interactions with Mary Jane. I thought those were pretty genuine. I thought they were okay. I mean, I didn't hate them, but they weren't like, wow. I also, I didn't mind his interactions with his uncle, but it felt like the story at the moment right now where it's presented is going through this like phase of he's not, because remember there's a part of the book where Peter's asking, well, how do you feel about Aunt May dying? And he's like, you know what? How do you feel about your parents not being in your life? And it's like, okay, now I can understand where there's that like mutual line of like, hey, I don't talk to you about this. You don't talk to you about this with me, but I can understand that, you know, I I, I think it was going through a point where it's kind of like what the show don't tell kind of thing. Cause that's what I got. So for me personally, when I'm starting out the book, there's a lot of um, exposition with the book, right? So I know a lot of people are probably gonna ask, does he suit up in the book? No, actually, he, he does. does not. He, he does actually. He's talking about the very, very end of the book. So if you were expecting him age. to be like Spider-Man in this book with kids, with the Superman and Lois premise, yes, it, that is true. But he's not exactly Spider-Man living the life yet. Um, He actually becomes Spider-Man at the literal last page of issue number one. So like the premise of the story goes basically something happened where there was this person that made it so that this Peter Parker version did not get bit by the spider. Like he explained there. And the interesting part of what I was reading was, I guess they really wanted you to focus on the dynamic between him and his uncle and MJ. I I think the MJ, I, I want to say Jonah seemed like he was going to be a large portion of large. I thought Jonah had a lot more screen time than I yeah, thought initially. I yeah. Well, oh, uh, Daredevil is a pastor now in the story. Oh, that we didn't even realize that part. Yeah, Daredevil is a pastor apparently, a blind pastor. Okay, all right, all right, Jonathan. Jonathan Hickman's knows for, for some pretty like off the wall things. I'll say. Yeah. Um, given how like certain events are kind of rushed in the book. I never felt like the book was ever, you know, bad any stretch. I, I, I personally feel this is a solid to good start for something that is potentially going to get better later on. Now, that is obviously to be, you know, to be continued because, you know, issue number two actually drops later on uh, this week right here. As you can see, uh, Green. Now this is just ju- just a cover, so I don't know how much of an impact Green Goblin will have on the story. I would imagine Green Goblin does have an impact on the story because it's always been one of Spider-Man's most prominent villains. But I did like how, you know, Peter and his uncle and Mary Jane had a decent enough relationship where, like, they told him, "Hey, if you want to go through with this, we'll be there for you." You know, it's a nice thing. That's a nice thing to have, like, 
you know, so that little cliche thing of like family's gonna be there for you when you like, you know, go through something new. I don't know. Felt pretty cool. Um, but that that would be like my my biggest complaint with the book generally is things just felt a little rushed. You know, there was not enough time to marinate on certain things. Like, you know how he's being a dad throughout the book? You never really get to see him like, like be a dad in the book at all. Yet, yet. I'm, I'm not saying issues two, three, four, and five can't have that. I'm just saying like in this one, never really got a chance to see him being a dad outside of like hugging the kids when he woke up in the morning. I mean, you know, what, what, what extent do you want him to be a dad? You want him to tuck him into bed and be like sitting there for two hours talking on it. I think there was they, that. I mean, you had that, you had, you had, we, they kid, hey, go essentially to bed, extrapolated know? as much as I would want them to on the childhood, the child dynamic. I mean, I don't really want the, the kids might be a key factor in the story, but I don't expect them to be unless mm -hmm. they die. That's mm -hmm. something I could definitely see happening because Spider-Man writers are super psychotic. Yeah. Like literally all I'm going to ask for is please stop killing everybody. It's <laughs> not – there's no there's no weight on a death when you've killed off everybody so frequently. Mm -hmm. There needs to be some buildup first, and I'm hoping it ha doesn't happen the first five issues. That's all I'm asking. You can kill people later. You can It, it, make, it makes sense. It could be a last hero – what's it called? But mm -hmm. we don't want to see depressed Spider-Man for the 50th time. It's already happened enough. Everybody read it. Yeah. It's not as interesting. Anymore. Do you like this version of Peter Parker so far presented in this? Um, I will say that I think that a large amount of the sort, the character building we've seen is in, again, he smiles at the very end when he's like letting the spider bite him because he's like, this is what I've always been missing my whole life, which I don't yeah. know how they did that. I don't know how he would know that. I, <laughs> I don't understand that situation. Is there like a destiny pulling them to the right path every single time or something? But that's what they the said situation. across the Spider-Verse movie. It's always just a parallel destiny that that happens, honestly. Yeah, but, oh, like, no, destiny like, that, you know, the fucking aunt or uncle would die in their lives at some point, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> think my thing is I don't like the destiny play. I, I think that all it does is yeah. give for a genuine, easy reason for the story to build up a lot faster because a normal person seeing a hologram of the person they ex assume killed their aunt and parents and stuff like that would be like, Dude, I, I don't like you. I'm not going to let the spider bite me because you're a psychopath. That's mm -hmm. what I would see. And the guy was like, Peter Parker's like, dude, you killed. Yeah, of course I don't want something at the beginning. He's like, yeah, how of course I. Uh, something <laughs> about your name in the future is not liked because you did all those evil things. And he's like, you need to trust me, Peter. And he did it. He trusted him right after that. Like, mm -hmm. what, the, what the heck? There is a forced level of of some sort of comfortability between the characters so they can essentially let yeah, the like change mo Most of the time when it comes to stories like this, when you have like a hologram appearing up in front of someone, they're usually freaked out and not trusting the random hologram telling them some stuff. So that would be a normal It's not reaction. just a, a hologram of the person that killed your parents. It's just or your grandma. Or yeah. your aunt. I keep messing that up. And I just think that's just, just so weird. They didn't, they had no reason to let the situation go on like this. They had no reason to so, let so you would have, you would have liked more dialogue between like, how I think they... I would have liked if they didn't force it to all be built up in the first issue, because there is no depth to the characters currently. In my opinion, there is a really interesting scenario being told in like, this is the Spider-Man we're going to be dealing with. This is going to be the problems he has dealing with. And this is how we're going to deal with it. I mean, this is kind of what he's going to have to deal with. He has a corrupt system that is controlled by the, the makers, and he's going to have to deal with somebody who's a lot more powerful than he is and try and fix the world and create a superhero society because that's what I'm assuming is happening. They're going to try and either create the Avengers or something like that with a lot of superheroes that did not ever become superheroes.
Yeah, and because all, there was a person that stepped in and made it so whatever event that yeah. was didn't happen. Yeah. Every single one of them, apparently, from my understanding, has been stopped. And it's pretty much just only Tony Stark at this point that is currently a superhero, unless I'm misunderstanding that. So I want to ask you, uh, did you like the art in the book? The itself? art was really good. I think that's one positive that yeah. I can see. I think they did a good job in the art. The art is great. Yeah. Did you like the I, – I, I think the best part of the dialogue was – let's see – I think when he, was talk, when he was talking to Mary Jane and she like that convinced him, you you can go and do this, and it tied back into what he had talked to with his uncle about earlier. I like that. Uh, I, I think there, like like if Kingpin's gonna be a, a big player in this, it never felt like he did enough because that's when Kingpin first appeared. With people. Great great art right there, great art honestly, and that's Bullseye. You guys remember? You know, he's obviously got the patch there of his eye, you know. But there's not much of him there, you know. If I was supposed to believe that Kingpin is the big player in New York City, which he usually always is. Well, you gotta make me believe that. It's just like, hey, uh, Jonah's quitting. Now Kingpin's running the bugle. We kind of know throughout most. Of this will usually happen. Sometimes with stories like this, they'll set up a shock thing, and then later on they go they'll go back to the oh this person is gonna come back to doing it. Happens a lot in a lot of stories actually. So I don't think Kingpin's gonna be running the bugle for all the. Well, no, the thing about run. it is Kingpin was already running the bugle. But what happened was Jonas released a story that he wasn't happy with. So he said, Oh, you're you either, right. Yeah, you're right. You yep. either have to stop telling stories like this or you're fired. He fired him. And then Uncle Ben was, he said, Well, you can either step in, Uncle Ben, and tell, do what we tell you, or you can right. or you can lose your spot too. And they both lost their spot. They're going to do their own business, which is eventually mm -hmm. going to get them killed, almost guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And then right. we're going to have to deal yeah. with that. I mean, if it's just, that's what I expect. I'm it's hedging what, bets right now. Uncle, I, it's either, One Harry, of the two, it's either Harry or Uncle Ben or is, is Green I Goblin. think Jameson or Uncle Ben dies very quickly. Oh, no, that. there was the part. Oh, there was another favorite part I had. When they're in the bar and they're talking about, like, what is perceived as good news. And he says the line of, like, um, there, 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 there's no truth in news. There's only truth in, like, something else. It was a, it was a pretty cool line from the very end of it. I, I, I really enjoyed that, actually. I like those dialogues between certain characters. But, like... Uncle Ben and Jonah had more chemistry together than the other characters did throughout the book, actually. Oh, right here. Yeah, he says, uh, but in this entire universe, there's only one thing I know for sure. And that's that there's no truth in the news and no news in the truth. I'll say that was the most memorable dialogue for me outside of the Mary Jane stuff toward the end where she was comforting him with what he saw of talking to his uh, uncle later on. But yeah, um, overall, I thought this was a pretty... Solid to good first issue for a premise of a character this old that a lot of people just wanted some basic progression in. But I will tell you guys this. He does not really become Spider-Man until the very last page of the book. So if you're wanting, like, the first issue where he's swinging around, being Spider-Man, but he's got to get back home in time to get the kids, uh, uh, you know, from school or whatever. It's not, not what's happening here. I felt like with Superman and Lois... They set that up better with this premise because you already saw them being Superman kind of juggling like, okay, well, this one kid that I have is a little bit, little bit different from this kid. This kid's different from this kid. So I got to kind of balance our relationship with here. I feel like with this one, they did a lot more setup. So I'm, I'm expecting from issue number two, we're going to see that. Like, it, does he have to like learn his powers? I, I'm pretty sure he does. So we have to learn how to get uh, the understanding of his powers. They're going to speed that process up because they have a little bit of I think they would. storytelling. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, not a bad first issue. Uh, I'll definitely check out issue number two. I mean, also, I'll, I'll ask you this. If I, um, no, I can't answer that because that would make no sense based on the situation that happened. So, 
Now that I gave you a free copy of this, so that I accidentally ordered two, would you willingly on your own order issue two? Because you were um, that intrigued by this, or you would just be like, oh, I don't care. It's interesting. I mean, I'm willing to buy the second issue to see where it goes. I just have a lot of so doubts. this got to like issue four and you weren't satisfied. You you dropped this. On I, would. Your list, I right? would drop it if it doesn't go in a way that I see as interesting. Yeah, because this really feels like a, just a huge setup book. And that's not bad because most book ones are set up, you know. That's well, I, I don't fault people for using their first ever thing in anything is set up. That's that's what has to happen. But there's ways of setting up that can also be entertaining and enthralling versus like, oh, this is just feeling like it's just a, nothing but a bunch of like info dumping. You know what I mean? It, it is a, exactly what it is at the end of the day. I do not think they did a terrible job. I do think it was interesting to read. And I think that there is a scenario they built up that is, I think, good. I mean, there is a situation where you're like, this is the spy version of Spider-Man we're going to be dealing with, how he's going to be dealing with the crime, the situation of the crime. And now we get to see, instead of telling a story today, they built, they they made the prologue to the story is what we read. Yeah, they said right at the very beginning, the beginning. So I'd imagine by issue two, maybe there's a time jump. I, I would prefer if you did a time jump like six months, a year later, and he's like actually being Spider-Man back you know, doing the whole, like, I got kids at school, what is my wife doing? You know, because if you already did everything setting up here, the next issue should be, hey, this is where we're going into. You know, not too big of a time skip, maybe like a month, two months later. You know, that's what I'm assuming, actually. And yeah, I chose this variant cover because I thought it looked cool. I've always been a huge fan of the, you know, black Spider-Man suit. I've always really, 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 really enjoyed it. Um, But yeah, anything else you want to say before we uh, head out of this review? Uh, no, I'm good. I, I actually feel like, for the most part, I'm excited for the story, but at the same time, there are a lot of points that I feel like we didn't read a comic book. We read a synopsis that is telling the pre-story to a story that we're going to be reading. Um, the Again, a lot of information felt rushed, but at the same time, there is it is a lot of interesting situations that we have not, well, at least I haven't read too often, that we're going to be seeing from Spider-Man. And I would like to see how a newly formed Spider-Man has to deal with a world that's already corrupted beyond what he's dealt with before. So again, he's starting from the bottom. He has no connections. He is in, right. he, he has a better support system now, which is really nice, but yeah, we'll see what that does with the Spider-Man we're seeing right now. And it's a lot more interesting to be dealing with an adult than a child. Yeah. Uh, the whole Aunt May thing, or him not having an Aunt May, you, you could tell like reading this, that there's an impact there of her not being there. But you, you could tell they, they really did love her. I mean, Maybe there's somewhere down the road where, you know, if she was randomly Green Goblin, I would be like, holy crap. Okay, that is that, that's something right there. Imagine that. Imagine either one of his adopted parents being his greatest villain or his uh, best friend. But they've already did Harry being Green Goblin before a lot. He's like, is he considered like New Goblin? So, yeah. but yeah, uh, reading this, yeah, had an awesome time. Uh, you know, now I'm going to be on to the next book. As you guys know, the reason why um some of the reviews of these would come out a lot later than others is because as you guys know i'm just busy obviously and the next book i should be reading is ghost machine my very first ever image comic book actually so you're reading this so it's the new universe uh with jeff johns and another creative team but yes uh i can see why this sold very well I, it's people who just kind of want peter to have a life good lord you know so yes uh thank you guys for checking out the video and have a great day.
Like, comment, subscribe, most of all, enjoy. I'm MSK, Master Swagging, and I'm signing out, guys. See you guys later. Peace. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was nice. I, I think I struggled a little bit with getting it was if it was earlier, it would have been fine, but my brain's not fully online like it would be earlier. Oh, it's fine. Mo I mean, most people know know what you were saying anyway. Yeah, it's just I, I I stuck on points a little too often, but I'm happy. It was nice. It was fun. Are you happy or are you black? I, I'm I would be a lot happier if you weren't here, but I'll settle with you being here. Hmm. hmm. All right. Hmm. Are you lying to me? Not my idea. Are you happy with me? I will never be happy with you because I, I despise you as a person. Hmm. What other uh, indie comic books do you read ever, actually? Uh, indie comics? I don't really read indie comics for the most part because I feel like that scene is not very fleshed out. I don't like the art styles most of the time because there is even less budget in the indie scene than there is in the like stupid webtoon scene. You know what I would like? I would like for there there needs to be a new style of uh, art style. Maybe I, I do people like what, what? What do you think would inspire that? That's really hard, dude. Like, hey, you you better not say AI. I would choke you. Well, AI would definitely help, but I'm mostly saying the fact if we see Manua creating something similar to anime, something more westernized version of anime would do relatively well. Something I think that's the first book to, to do that will will be that. Honestly, yeah, it'll it'll, it'll start well. a scene for yeah. it, and I would. I mean, I think I would like it. I think I would enjoy reading a, a book like that. But at the same time, I mean, who's to know actually if that's ever going to happen? I mean, it, it, it. I think I don't want it to happen soon because I'm still building up money to start my own publishing company, and I'd like to get on top of that before anything gets released. I want to be the dude who does it, but. Obviously, there's there, if it does happen, it's probably going to be before I get enough money for it, unfortunately. But, I mean, that is the way it happens. You make a appealable because realism is not what everybody wants to see. Not everybody wants to see a realistic. Uh, People want to buy this stuff for escapism. They're not trying yeah. to like get lectured in politics and all that stuff. It's just, yeah. you know. It's not what people will really come here for. Like, why do you just, buy a comic book hoping to get lectured? It's, it's beyond me with anybody. Exactly. I think one of my biggest problems with Webtoons is the fact that it can never be popular because the art style sucks. Webtoon art style Oh, suck. yeah. So, like, I was very proud of DC for releasing that Webtoon book, but I was like, this art looks like complete asshole. That's, that's what Webtoon art styles are. They're bad. It's a bad art style, and that's because mm -hmm. of the fact that it's a simplistic art style. It's not. Sorry. It's, it's $6.99. $6.99. 24 pages and how 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 fast did you read this i read I it in me, 20 minutes i probably i don't know eight i have no idea man you're just a you're a smoking hot fast reader do you all right so can you help me out with this what's up well that and this other thing is after we do this but um this thing is um do you like sci-fi horror comics I do. It depends on the genre, but I this do one literally time. just came out. I put the it place? on my. Uh, I put it on my uh, wish list. I might buy it when I get paid. I, I, I gotta get paid first to do this because I got PayPal paying for some bills. But so, do you want the hardcover or do you want me to link you? No, no. It literally just it literally just came out. I'm, I'm I was just showing you like it. Would, would, would this be a book you would be interested in? I'm, I'm gonna bring it up right now. Actually, yeah, it's called. Uh, well, Ultimate Spider-Man number one is on, on my pull list, obviously. I did buy the newest Superman action comic series. 
It's it's only two issues in so far. I, I have to find it and see it. Um, let me see it right now. Hold on, wait a second. It came out this week. It was from it was from Dark Horse. Actually, I don't think you've ever bought anything from Dark Horse. Ever, I have so. not bought anything from Dark Horse. Uh, it was called the 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 name is really um something actually, which is let's see, I think it's if you already know I'm black, shoot me. Uh, I'm not reading that. Well, you suck then. Is that actually what it's called? In my mind. Well, what is it called? I'm trying to find it right now. Like fucking hell. I added it to my wish list last night. Why, why is it not here? Give me, give me literally a it's second. Called Batman versus Predator. I wish. No, that that actually is a story, and that story is. Really I, I'm I'm looking at it right now. No, no, no. This is a. Uh, I have it right. Oh, I was on the wrong week. That's why. I was on the wrong week. Give me literally a second, and I should have it right. Good lord! Why can't I get it? I let it had it last night. Uh, it, it's it's a pulp magazine style book. All right, come on! I'm trying, trying here. They're not doing it for me. This is why oversaturation kills things. She can't find nothing. Really, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver issue number one. Who's reading that? Oh, step four. Found it. Found it. What is it called? Oh God, my brain was frying over here. You you would never know how much I I I, I work hard for you every day. You know. Okay. All right, it's this one. Uh, if you find this, I'm already dead. Number one. The synopsis is Robin is a big city reporter embedded with U.S. Marines heading to the hostile pocket universe called Terminus. Ten minutes in. The entire Marine squad is wiped out, and she has to survive and report on her own. Terminus is full of cosmic wonders and sci-fi gods that are in the middle of a political power struggle. The language is alien, and the politics are deadly. Can she survive long enough to figure out what's going on and get home to tell a story? If you find this, I'm Already Dead is the latest release from Flux House Books, a new boutique imprint that will feature the writing and sometimes art of acclaimed comics creator Matt Kent. Kent. With crime, science, fiction, horror, and humor stories, all told and presented in startling and untraditional ways. I think the art looks like complete dog crap, but the premise is a nice hook, I'll say. Uh, yeah, maybe. It's, it's definitely an interesting story. Uh, let me see. Bill Crabtree and Mike McDade? That's interesting. Oh! So yeah. I probably should not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's definitely. I, I'm definitely willing to uh, uh, read a lot of stuff. I've I've found I've gotten kind of more into finding ways to read them. At the very least, you can buy them. <laughs> you can buy uh, yeah. them online and stuff like that. You can get the digital copies for a lot of these. So I'm sure I can find that somewhere. Definitely but, cheaper uh, too. Yeah, but I, I'm not a big. I'm willing to get the the physical copy, but at the same time, it's hard to do. Sometimes it's really. The only way we I, I do it, I just buy it off eBay. That's yeah. It. But again, collector's issues, I I can understand. Uh, Keenan's dad got like six hundred comic books. He was he picked them up. I was like, this man is a comic book collector. Apparently, had like yeah, buckets, people, buckets. Yeah, they'll, they'll just buy like random long boxes. Just 
It was so much. It was so many lives. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I didn't know uh, Dark Horse was that old, by the way. Did it's you know 300, old, yeah. 300 was created by Dark Horse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not. Or someone in Dark Horse, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's published by them. Crazy. That is so cool. That There's a lot of stories that I'm reading that I did not know were created by them. This is a comics. very... Oh, it's, yeah. Fuck. You can look at Sorry. it. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I just typed in the wrong thing. I remember it was written by uh, Frank Miller who did the Dark Knight Returns. Was it? Uh, Frank comics, Miller, yeah. he was the writer and the artist, apparently. Yeah. Appar- a lot of people like um, 300. I've never... It's a limited series. How many issues? Five series? Probably just find, find, find a trade paperback for the whole thing. Uh, 300 is historically blah, 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 blah. This, okay, so this just proves that Zack Snyder was always a useless idiot, right? The one good movie he made was yet again another Frank Miller knockoff. Seriously, how does this man keep getting work? MF has more flops than M. Night Shyamalan. That guy hates on, that guy's hating on Zack Snyder. Oh, God. Yeah, that's pretty funny, actually. 300. Oh, Lord. I'll, I'll find a way to consume this a lot. You know, because the problem with doing, like, historical books like that as movies is most people always call these things, like, inaccurate. Because how how would we have known what, what happened then? We didn't have the technology we have back then for these kind of things. It's well, just, I mean, again... All this stuff is just told through history, other people telling other stories, and, you know. The reality is you can't ever really know what the situation is. Like, the Greek... During the kind of situation with the Greek Empire versus the Persian Empire, there was... Obviously, the story is told by the people who ended up winning. Persia did really well, but they didn't end up. They ended up losing out on the Greek, like a uh, little countryside. So, the people who won told this miraculous story of three hundred men being able to hold back thousands upon thousands of people. I mean, I think it is a really interesting story. I do think it, but I don't think anybody goes to it for realism. The dude was like yeah. almost part dragon at the end of it. The dude was just. I've a never even woman. understood why are people going to fucking comic books for realism? Like it's so weird. I but I think the situation is the future of the comic book industry, or the Western comic book industry, does kind of re- res- re- reside inside of a what's it called? Inside of a what's it? Inside of the uh, the these types of scenes they reside in these little these comic book scenes where all these smaller types of stories are kind of being held up by these legacy stories that's the unfortunate part right i'm I'm hoping that eventually detracts from that we get to see some sort of different stories being told but i don't see that happening anytime soon uh unfortunately yeah because i don't know a lot of people have always said manga is just i think it's you gotta read some. There's bad animes and bad mangas out there, but the substantial amount of them that stand out that are probably good compared to the stuff we're getting now is just just. I done. I do want to say I think the ratio for good animes versus to bad animes versus good comics to bad comics is definitely in comics' favor. Yeah, if you yeah. understand how many comics are are uh, anime are being pushed out at once, you will realize that. Oh my God! There's so many bad animes out that this is it's absolutely atrocious. But the reality is, even if there's so many bad animes being pushed out, even having two to three of them be good, they get pushed to the forefront, and you're like, there are stuff to there's good things being made. It's right. just the bulk of which 
manga is being produced in comparison to comics, in my opinion. Like, yeah, and I think um the big issue is comics straying away uh from the audience that it was naturally built for, you know? I, I think yeah. a big issue is like when there's a soccer anime, a soccer anime isn't going to like well the creators of a soccer anime are going to like shonen creators. And being like, hey, you need to fucking implement my soccer in your I, I girl do want to say right now, weirdly enough, one of the most popular a- comics and animes out right now is something called Blue Lock, which is almost a shonen. It's the go- goofiest thing I've ever seen, but it is so popular. That one and another one, like a basketball anime, they're just they're essentially have they essentially have superpowers. Mm-hmm. They have these periods where they're like, they get in the zone and they're more powerful than everybody else on the field. I'm like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but I'm I'm laughing the whole time. It is so funny. It's it's really something that I think is interesting. I, mean, I, I agree with you. That doesn't happen very often, but it's weird that you brought up an example. Yeah, like Shoujo B ain't trying to be like Shonen. And that's the thing is Shonen Jump knows their target audience. There's nothing wrong with having a target audience. I'm not saying women can't like this stuff. And the problem here is women like it just the way it is. Women like Goku the way he is. Like the, the, the what they did wrong is like you have like some of these people that are writing for people that will never buy their stories because they're not interested. Like there's a reason why dinosaurs aren't in the freaking little girls toy section at like Walmart because, you know, girls like playing with different toys than boys do. It's just how it is, you know? I think along the way, you know, co- like, these people forgot who their target demographic was. If you target your demographic good and they buy, I guarantee you other people will, will, will buy too. But, like, if your main target audience isn't even buying your books, then who are you selling to? People that have never bought the stuff in general? Oh, God. people! Everyone's just roasting Madam Web right now. It's absolutely amazing. It's a really bad story. Did you watch I, it through a, I, an unknown means? Why actually? are you doing this to me? And I watched it very legally just so everybody can hear what I just said. I watched it legally, definitely. But um, yeah, it's not a very good movie. It's not very good. It's really bad, actually. It's, it's surprising because I don't usually watch these types of things, but I was interested in the fact that this was getting reach, uh, uh, made by the creators of Morbius. I was like, I got to watch this now because I loved Morbius, obviously. So I ended up getting into that. And it is, you will not, I think you should not, it's not bad funny. It's bad, bad. You will not Yeah, Morbius is the same thing. Morbius, no, ba- Morbius, Morbius, Morbius was bad funny. I laughed the whole time. It's just. You it, did? Oh, it, it was it, Same thing with Catwoman. Bad funny. This movie is bad and boring. You'll fall asleep. I, I sat there through Morbius and I was like, why is Tyrese Gibson here pretending to be like Jim, like James Gordon? I wouldn't watch anything like that again, but I mean, at the, at the time, it was interesting to watch. It was just, oh my God. I, someone said that the suit that she's wearing in promotional material only happens in a flashback, in a flash forward of a vision. I was like, oh my the God. The entire point, the entirety of the combat is done in flashbacks. They don't fight in real life. So every once in a while, you'll get this guy to the push the main villain. They're like, get away from me. And that's it. Like, that you, know what, you know what Cindy Sweeney said? She said she had to beg them for her to hang upside down at Spider-Woman. For like wow. a second. I have... She got big boobs. She can ask for anything, honestly. Well, I mean, I got no problem with what she's doing, but I just can't believe that they made this story so bad. It's have like you? Have you? Did, did, 
I, I should send you the thread that we went through last night. The thread of Dakota Johnson just basically shitting on this movie. She said she hadn't watched it. Like, she said it was a movie made from, like, your, your sister's boyfriend or something. For just what I've seen of for some for what I've seen of her interviews, that lady is a plank of wood. That's the girl you take on a date and you don't get a second date because she's so boring. She legit looks like she's just boring. I want to say there is robot. There is a level of professionalism that I feel like you have to have as an actor. It's fine to say it sucked ten years later, but while it's trying to make up. no, I got no issue with that. It's just her personality. I do. I do have an issue with that. You're trying to make money. The day is trying to make money. You're like, this movie sucks. Please don't watch it. I wouldn't even watch it. No, what? What? Every place is going to be hire, scared to hire her. Then mm-hmm. she's going to lose a lot of. I mean, my, I, I'm not sure it's going to happen, but there's a lot of situations where she's going to lose the ability to get a job because she's like, man, this movie sucks, and I'm way better than this bad movie. So please like me. Like, shut up. You were in that. Sony movie. probably hired her because they saw that she was a big success on like Valentine's Day, even though that, that was that was in a completely different franchise. And it's like, oh my god, these people are stupid. Like, first of all, I because I've already went through this stuff with this universe before. This universe makes no sense. It made no sense from just the creation alone. They only made more movies because Venom made like. Eight hundred million dollars. Like the only reason why that could only apply to Venom is because Venom's super popular. That can't apply for characters like Craven or Madame Web or oh. fucking Rhino or Sandman. Or- Sandman is cool. If they really and I, I I hate when people bring up Sandman because if they had made Spider Man three only have Sandman in it, he would be so much more popular. If Sandman was the only villain in Spider-Man 3, that movie would have been good, and he would be, like, a relatively popular villain. So, I'll, I'll ask you before we head out, we'll head out in, like, about six more minutes. I gotta get some stuff done. Uh, <laughs> but, what else? Because, like, at this point, you know, this, this is stuff that I, I had other people review the rip Ripiverse stuff because they wanted to do it, and I, I, just, I wanted to do it with them. And then we had, we reviewed this one, this one's done. So, at this point now, I'm going solo with reviewing the stuff now. So, if there's any other title you want me to just... Read a review with you. Just let me know. If you want me to do will, it one punch, man, I will. I will buy a few comics and a few manga that we can read. or And then we can go through it together. I, I mean, you left the Discord where I linked all of it that I wanted to read. So I had it all linked in there. I didn't leave. You did leave. Just send me the link. You, I, well, it's fine. It's, I, it's fine. I'll just, I'll just send you a link in D- DMs. Will that make it easier? No, I hate you. I'll just – I'll send you a link. So – there is a White large amount, like a, a large list of anime that I'd like to read. And I think that would be a way to do it is just go through reading manga, reading comics, and we can see the di- discrepancy between the two styles. I think that would be a good idea. Different ways that manga and uh, comics are told. Because there is a very different ways dialogue is. There's a massive different way dialogue is done. So you know what's I, crazy? There's people. What? Oh god, there's gonna be people out there that are gonna like Madam Web. I, I get it, guys. It, it's probably really bad. I could have told you that from watching the trailers. It's pretty bad. Now, when I'm saying that thing, when I'm saying all that stuff, guys, I'm just trash talking. I'm not saying that stuff as in, like I've seen it, so I can make a judgment on it. Whether I watch it in the theaters or whether I watch it later when it comes on a vod. What I'm saying is, I'm not surprised if it is bad because all of these have been bad. None of these make any sense. The movie, the storytelling is complete dog shit. Why would I believe the fourth one is going to be like the the one that changes it all? It's like no, these 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 are stupid. 
like I'm supposed to believe that these guys are going to become a Sinister Six together and they're supposed to fight Spider-Man. Fucking That's hell. what I'm saying. And these, like, like people factor in, these guys are presented as heroes in these movies. I'm supposed to believe that they're going to be just going after some random Spider-Man unless, I don't know, there's like another villain in that movie that says, hey, this guy's bad, you gotta take him down and all that or fucking hell. But yes, you guys will be seeing more solo comic book comic book reviews from me. Um, I have or I've ordered some great stuff that you guys will probably love to see and hear me talk about. But you know, just I had to kind of get my confidence up because you know sometimes doing this kind of new stuff by yourself is kind of you know a little nerve wracking. So you know, that's why I've kind of had people here for the first few ones, you know. But now I can put this away and wait for issue two. Um, but I have um Eric's stuff. If you want to read it? I'm just. Let you I that. actually would like to read it because I, I want to know whether or not he's hyping himself up for no reason. He wants to. Be well, you have guy. to. Everyone has to yeah. hype himself up. You don't want to I, I, I get it, but he has a specific way of saying it that gets on my nerves a little bit. It's because so, he's black. I love it. Uh, well, maybe not that, but I would like to see what it is he's attempting to do. There's probably better ways to say what he did, and I, I'd like to. Figure it out myself is what I'm saying. Yeah, because if you want to hear my opinion about them, the, the reviews are, are up if you're ever going to watch them. So, hey, okay. who asked, uh, what did you criticize? <laughs> They're in the reviews. Like, I mean, why am I supposed to just do it all on the fly? You know? Um, But I, I mean, I can if people want me to. It's just, you know, I would think people would rather want me to tell you in a full-length review, like, what I would what I thought could have been done when better. The information's but, fresh in your brain. I get it. Yeah, and, and the problem here is, like, I get why people would want it that way, uh, because you know it's like content now focuses on like the sound bites, like the the YouTube shorts and all that stuff. I I get it, you know. But the one thing that I can consistently say is I think the stories could do a better job of making a bigger impact when they happen if they're gonna be as big as they are, you know. Okay. So, um, there's the premise in Isom two where this is supposed to be like a main focal point. But when you get to that main focal point, my opinion, never really, really felt like that hit like it should have, you know? The impact's there, the, the the depth is there, but it felt like that could have been done a little bit, bit more better to be like, okay, this is the moment that I got to root for this character, you know? I agree. But cause I, I think that's a problem when it comes to like indie books uh, compared to, you know, uh, other mainstream comic stories because you know the indie book is made by a team of people trying to get uh budget funded through their book through like crowdfunding campaigns whereas like you know the books you just read you know I mean you know marvel paid for that out of their own pocket you're just the guy that wrote it the guy the artist the letterers all the people on that you know like all the names on there those guys already got paid not a lot of money obviously but you know it's much more different in different areas, but that's what I think indie stories don't generally hit sometimes when I read them is because there's not like, oh, what's the bad best way of saying it? Um, like, like, like in a movie, when a superhero movie, let's use that for an example, when there's a moment where a, a moment has to connect to you, the viewer receiving the information, there should be that moment where even though I look nothing like I can connect to this character I, I think you can like a character without connecting to them. I think there's reverse books need to improve on moving forward, honestly. It is in big moments.
But, you know, it could have hit for other people, though. I'm not saying it couldn't have. You know, everyone's different. You know, but for so me, I you feel did like... Uh, not, like, big complaints. I would say, hey, like, just tell it in a... ...that were rushed need needed to be a little bit more fleshed out, I would say. Okay. Yeah, I get it. He also said he's not going to hold your hand as a reader, which I don't think is a wrong approach. Uh, but there are certain things that need to be a little bit more explained. It, they, they just what is the, what those is, are the meat and potatoes. What's the story called again? Uh, I'll just link it to you in the thing. Okay. A story? Oh, no, it's, er, er, it's Eric's books. Didn't you buy the tri triple pack, like I said, when you had the campaign I, going? Did you not get it? I I didn't get anything. I don't know. I, I gave you a bunch of what's it called? You said, those oh, yeah, that it. was... Well, you should have told me. I would have under tried to figure out. I thought you had it. This whole I have time. legit no, because I I would know if it's his because he it has a special book. It has a marking on it that would say. What's his uh comic book company called? Ripperverse.com. No. Let me see. You never got anything from them. Well, I I gave you a bunch of your what's it called? I assumed one of them was yours. Oh no, because I mean I well, I might well, have, actually. Me... Well, I mean, I guess I'll just go and check and see what happened because that seems like a big problem, doesn't it? That I hmm. didn't get my stuff. Yeah, you probably did. It probably just is in your house somewhere. So, uh, did he do Alphacore? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Which one's better, yeah. Alphacore or Isom? Which one is the first one? Oh, uh, Isom is the first one. I like Isom one. Isom's good. Uh, I some, I mean, it's not that they're bad. It, it's just, um, I some, I some one is like street level. And then I some two takes that leap to make it like a universe. So that makes sense. Okay. And alpha core number one, it, people have said it's the best book so far, but I think they're only saying it cause like, it's just, there's only three books released so far in this universe, you know, plus, you know, Chuck Dixon is a acclaimed comic book writer compared to Eric, who's just wrote his first two books ever. You know, it's a little bit more different there. I, I, I would hope and expect a more experienced guy is doing a better job than the new person that just started. I would, you would hope that's a thing, honestly. I agree. Uh, the next book should be coming out soon, but yeah, I, 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 I thought you had got them in by now. I, I, I gave you a bunch of things, and you said I got them. That's what you told me. So I was like, oh, maybe I lied. Most. Because I'm glad. Okay, I'll, I will. I will look up and see what happened. Which ones? But yeah, I... as well. Wrap, wrap, wrap this up. You got anything planned coming up very soon? Uh, do I have stuff planned anytime yeah, soon? But... No. All of it is going to be a long pro process, unfortunately. The big one is obviously the publishing company, and there's another few things. I'm creating a tabletop game that I'm almost done with, but I'm gonna have to try and get funding to publish it soon. So we'll see what happens with that. Do you want to publish a tabletop RPG? Yeah, they're fun to do. I've, I've written a lot. This is like maybe a hundred so pages of rules and uh, like like uh, stuff and stuff like that. So it's been a lot of work, but I'm excited to do it. And the other thing I'm going to be doing is uh, obviously working when too often. <laughs> I wish it was never, but it's unfortunately not. Uh, and that's for the most part it. The, the the story has been put on the sideline to produce chase one goal at a time i realized that was i was pursuing too many things at once did a story did a youtube channel did a tabletop did a game and all of that yeah, yeah. needed to, I, I needed to have, have something takes the backseat first i'm going to do them all eventually but the only way to achieve time. what you're trying to do yeah. is is taking put an effort into it it's been all my days doing it so 
We'll see yeah, same here. I, I had to realize if I want to get this podcast thing done, I just may make sure let's get this done first, and then we move on to the next yeah, thing. Exactly. That's the only way you could do it is just focusing yeah. on one thing at a time. And then uh, having sex with my wife consistently. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I'm not convinced that's happening. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. maybe I should write write a comic book about you know how I uh, pound my. You wife. have to learn how to read first before you start trying to write. Are you saying I'm black so I can't read? I'm saying you're stupid so you can't read. Oh. Interesting. I'm, I am racist, but not right there. That's not racist. I'm speaking. Well, it's not Tuesday, so you can't be racist. Nope. Okay, that's fair. You can only, you're only allowed to be racist uh, if you're black. Just kidding, Shut everyone. Up, dude. Well, we'll see you guys later. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for Monday Mayhem. If you see me uh, do any game streams throughout the week, then uh, be sure to stop by and come say hi. See you guys later. Peace.